Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. All right, let's get right into this one because this episode is coming straight from demand because I can only have this conversation so many times and it look, I don't blame you. There is a lot of interest around blockchain, crypto, NFTs, uh, headlines are popping up everywhere. This is not anything you're going to be taught in schools because it is so new. Um, it's actually been around for a little bit. Uh, I've been talking about uh, blockchain technology specifically uh, in large, you know, billion-dollar organizations who have seen this technology coming down the road. They want to know the financial applications to it. Crypto, what does that mean for you know financial services? All these other things. Like this has been something that's been talked about in. Uh, leadership circles of large organizations, technology organizations for pretty heavily over the past four to five years, but only now is it really starting to creep into the mainstream. So if you are one of those people who has recently seen a headline, you've heard somebody say something like Bitcoin and Ethereum a few times, you keep hearing about this blockchain thing and you think, uh, okay, I kind of get crypto and, and blockchain, like crypto's the blockchain, or I don't know, but NFTs a blockchain. Like, if you're a little confused, it's not your fault. Don't worry, you've come to the right place. I'm going to explain it to you. This is a quick crash course for beginners. You're going to sound like an expert compared to everybody else by the time this episode is all said and done. So let's get right into it. So the first one is what is a blockchain? A blockchain is a distributed, decentralized public ledger that exists across a network. Okay, don't turn this off. I know you're sitting here going, oh God, is that what it's going to be like? No, don't worry. We're going to put this in layman terms for you. Okay, it's a data structure that holds any transactional records and ensures complete security, transparency, and decentralization. Okay, wait, don't turn it off again. I don't think that helped too much. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've got to say this and then we're really going to get into the layman's layman's terms. Okay, so all a blockchain is essentially is if you can imagine, um, you know, if we're in a classroom and I hand somebody uh, a pen and they go, okay, can I borrow your pen? And I say, sure. But every time somebody borrows that pen, they have to go up to the whiteboard and write the fact that, hey, Susie borrowed the pen from Steven. Okay. And then if Susie goes and gives that pen to somebody else before Johnny can ever use that pen, Johnny has to go up to the whiteboard and he has to write down Johnny received the pen from Susie. And then if Johnny goes back and then he writes something on it, but then he gives the pen away to James over here. Well, then before James can use it, James has to go to the whiteboard and say, James has the pen and got it from so-and-so. And that's how it goes. Well, then if all of a sudden I go, hey, can I have my pen back? Well, and everybody in the room goes, oh yeah, I have your pen. Well, I know exactly who has my pen and so does everybody else because it's written right there on a public ledger, AKA, you know, the chalkboard. So that's what the blockchain is doing. It is a public record. Anybody can see any of the transactions that's been on it. That's one of the things that makes it completely secure is being verified every time a file is transferred 
Um, and it's decentralized. And what is decentralization? What does decentralized mean? It's like, Stephen, you keep saying that. I keep hearing decentralization. What is that? That's not a, a normal word. And, and that's fair. Okay. Decentralization is the transfer of a control of an activity or an organization to several local offices or authorities rather than a single one. Okay. Again, please don't turn this off. I'm going to explain that. Okay. So you actually see in a lot of larger organizations, they, you know, they would talk about decentralizing the leadership structure or something like that. So pretty much what they're saying is instead of like, you know, having like three groups of leadership to where it's like CEO, directors, managers, and then, you know, your all the other employees, right? That's that's like a, a, a high level structure with this, you know, kind of command. Decentralization would be more like, okay, there's 10, it's, it's King Arthur in the Knights of the Round Table. It's everybody sitting, you know, around looking at each other and making decisions that are all equal. And they're all in control of the activity that's happening from an equal perspective. That's decentralization. So a blockchain and the thing that makes it such an effective tool is that it cuts out a lot of middlemen in a lot of ways. And uh, there's a lot of industries that have been built off of being middlemen. And that can be a problem for them because that's what makes this uh, blockchain so disruptive. I'll give you an example is the music industry. Look at the music industry. They, If I am an artist and I've got a song, you know, I go and first, you know, if I want a really good one, I've got to get, uh, you know, I, I get my recording studio, I get it on. Well, then if I want to get it to the airwaves, I've got to go to, um, you know, the radio stations and I've got to get them to hear my demo and play it. And then if I really want to get big, I've got to go to, you know, to really get out there I've got to go to um, record labels and then the record labels have to sign me and then they will advertise and get me on stages and, you know, do all these things and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, to get that's that's a, a, a big structure. Well, the decentralization is me uh, going, recording my music. I upload it to the blockchain and then all the users are already on there and they can decide whether or not this is good, how to transfer it, people can see where it's being transferred, different things like that. That's that, that's a not the greatest example, but it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of how that decentralization is working. Um, you know, and I, I'll get a little bit more into that. You know, in how that works. It's, again, that's a very simplified version of kind of cutting out the middlemen here and what we're starting to see because that's already happening. To give you an example, there was a guy who went out. Uh, released his album, forgot his name, released his album, and he released 1 million of his, uh, uh, 1 million, uh, of his albums on the blockchain for $1. There was no record labels. There's no payment companies. You, there is going to be some type of fee if you're using whatever blockchain, but it's minimal. It's way less than like using a credit card processor. And he put it out there and it sold out in about 97 seconds, I believe. So over a million different um, uh, people bought this record for one uh, for uh, from this guy. And he made pretty much almost a million dollars like that quickly. 
So there weren't any banks involved. There weren't any credit card processing companies involved. There weren't any record, uh, if I said record labels, sorry, but record labels involved. Like all of those people that normally you would need to distribute the files. Uh, you didn't need Apple or Android, you know, on the phones. Like it was all done through that blockchain. That is decentralization. That's what it is. Okay, so moving on, hopefully that helps a little bit. You can go on YouTube, type it in. There's some really good like visual maps that will talk about decentralization, um, but that's essentially what we're talking about when we say that. All right, so moving on, what is a cryptocurrency? Okay, so a cryptocurrency, I think this is a little easier, is just a digital currency that can be used to buy goods and services, but it uses an online ledger with strong cryptography 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 sorry i'm not really sure how we're going to say that one but whatever pick your pick your version of it to secure online transactions all right so again layman's terms here it's it's digital money that's it but the big difference is that it's incredibly secure and it also has an online ledger which again if you're like ledger not familiar with that one in finance terms that's just like writing down in your checkbook every time somebody transfers money that, that that's all ledger is so in in uh you know when you're, you're looking at a cryptocurrency like bitcoin for instance is the most well-known of all the cryptocurrencies because it was the first so when you get on to to you know bitcoin and you're looking at it you can see you may not it, it doesn't say stephen corson it has what you call a wallet address um you know that holds it i can see you who's transferring money and how much it's going for. Again, I don't know necessarily who owns the wallet, but I can see the transactions being made. And that's one of the things that makes this kind of online money incredibly secure. It also makes it very transparent. So now one thing about it, if you've heard of Bitcoin or some of these others, the price, you may have heard of Dogecoin recently, Shiba Inu, these are some other ones that are coming out. The price of the cryptocurrency depends on a lot of different variables. And just a few of them to give you an example would be like how many own that particular asset, how much of that is available to name a few. Bitcoin is, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Today, it's at 56,000. Well, then you have something like Shiba Inu that's at 0.0005 cents or something like that. Like it'll probably never get to one cent. Well, that's because there's only 88 million uh, Bitcoin that will ever be in existence. And Shiba Inu has like a couple trillion. So it'll never reach the price. So it doesn't mean one is worth more than the other from that standpoint. What matters is how many people have transferred legit currencies like the US dollar into it and driven the price up. So there's a lot of different factors that go into what the price is. Um, but just because one's $50,000 and another one's two cents doesn't mean that one is more popular than the other. So that's, that's you know, a big part of it. Now, a lot of you may have also heard that Bitcoin and a lot of these um, uh, cryptocurrencies fluctuate in value a lot. That is totally true. And that's one thing that makes it a risky investment right now. But one thing that you may not know uh, or may not be completely aware of is, is that all currencies fluctuate in value. The U.S. dollar has gone from being worth a dollar last year to 94 cents this year. 
it's been a that's due to inflation and the fact that we continue to print more money all the time. So the more you make of something, the less valuable it becomes. And that's, you know, that's in some ways a natural thing uh, within governments is to have some type of inflation. The goal is not to have that bad of inflation. And this year has been the worst inflation that we've had in 30 years due to the government's policies that they've had that they've been making. So the dollar is fluctuating in value. If you were hiding a thousand dollars under your pillow over the last year, well, now that thousand dollars is only worth nine hundred forty dollars. So the difference is that we don't call our dollar bills. If you, if you pull a dollar bill out of your um, out of your wallet and look at it, you're not going to call that ninety four cents anymore. You're just going to call it a dollar. But the real the the reality is that quote unquote dollar can't buy you as much anymore because things that used to be a dollar are now going to cost more because companies have to raise their prices, and that's what inflation does. So. Again, the same thing happens to cryptocurrencies, but we can track that change in value clearly and instantly. You can see it right there. You know exactly how much it's worth compared to whatever currency you want to judge it against. Um, so it's 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 really interesting how they can do it. The other thing about cryptocurrencies that makes it a really big deal uh, is that it's more efficient at transferring money from one place to another. So for instance, to move money, if I want to transfer it from my bank account uh, over to my credit card company, you may see something you know that says, hey, this will take two to three days to process. Well, that's because it does. It has to go through multiple different clearinghouses, has to go from you know Wells Fargo to Visa, uh, has to clear different things, the books. It, it, it takes a long time and there's a lot of costs that happen behind that. The difference is with the blockchain that is decentralized, those transactions that usually take days to clear, crypto can do it in minutes and sometimes seconds, depending on which one we're talking about. And that's a huge deal in the financial world. So that is just you know a little bit of why cryptocurrency is a really big deal. And when you think about it from the standpoint of digital money, digital money isn't that big of a deal, right? You don't go walking around with like gold bars or, you know, uh, items in your pocket that, you know, to barter and trade like diamonds or something like that. That's not what you do. You, if you want to, you know, give somebody some money, you may not even have cash in your wallet that often anymore. You may not, if you owe your buddy 20 bucks for, you know, buying you dinner or something like that, uh, and you wanted to split the bill with them, you're not going to give him, um, you know, uh, $20 worth of items. Uh, you know, here's some stuff around my house. This t-shirt, you know, is worth 20 bucks. Here you go. Like we're not bartering. You're just going to get on your phone. You're going to do a Venmo. Uh, you're going to cash app them. You're going to trade it from one bank account to the other, whatever the case is, right? That's the world we're going to. So what is that? That's just digital money. It's a digital representation of a number in your bank account. So it's really not that different on the front end uh, of what um, you know, cryptocurrency is the big difference is what's happening on the back end and how, uh, you know, it works and is regulated. So again, it's that, that is what cryptocurrency is. So now let's get into the last one that we're going to talk about in this crash course. And that is an NFT. So what the heck does NFT stand for? It stands for something called non-fungible tokens. Okay. Please don't turn it off again. I did not say fungus. It's non-fungible tokens. Simply put, an NFT is just a digital asset that represents real world objects like music, art, 
gaming items, rare trading cards, videos, computer files, anything that can be digitized. Okay. That's all a non-fungible token is. It's a, it's a file that is a computer file that holds something that is going on the blockchain. That's what a non-fungible token is. A computer file put onto the internet can be copied over and over and over again. And there's no, so like for an example, if I'm a photographer and I take a picture of a snowy mountain, uh, the sun's coming right off of it. It's glinting, you know, off of the, the white landscape really well. The trees are, are still a little green. It's just a beautiful, very rare picture. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to go to like an, uh, you know, try to sell my art. Um, instead of going to like an art gallery and doing prints, let's say I just wanted to sell it digitally. Well, the problem with that is that I could try to sell that picture digitally, but the second I put it up on the internet somewhere, anybody can pretty much go on and copy it. Like once I buy that, I can make uh, that initial file. Yeah, you could watermark it, but I could buy it, get the watermark off. I can make unlimited amounts of copies of those things and do whatever I want with it. And nobody would ever be able to tell as it gets circulated across the internet where the original file came from. And for you, the artist, that kind of sucks because it's like you're not going to ever make any money off of something that can be replicated up into infinity, spread across the Internet and, you know, never, never verified. Right. But if you take that same picture and you put it on the blockchain, well, now you can set a limit and say, listen, there's only ever going to be 25 of these pictures on the blockchain. Well, now all of a sudden, those 25 pictures make it very rare. Right. So then if I go to try to sell it, not only can there never be more than the 25 I created, but I can also see how much somebody bought it for and how much they sell it for. So if I'm the artist and I sell one uh, of these pictures for 50 bucks, um, anyone else can come on there and see that and go, oh, wow, I really like that picture. It's beautiful. Um, I'd love to make uh, a print of that in real life or I'd love to have it as my background. And, you know, or maybe this person's a photographer I've been following for a long time. I want to I like kind of collecting their art. I think they do some amazing stuff. I I, I want that picture. Well, somebody just bought it for 50 bucks. You know, I'm going to come in and because of how much I I like this artist in the picture, uh, I'm going to pay $75 for it. Well, everybody who's on the blockchain can see that, hey, there's only 25 of these available. This guy just sold, you know, bought it for $50 and this next person just bought it for 75. Well, okay. I might need to pay attention to this. This is coming up in value. Well, then if a third person comes along and spends $200 on it, well, well, damn, now we just sold a picture for $200. So now again, the market is dictating that it's worth $200. Now, again, the same could happen and it could fall out of popularity and, you know, the next person may only buy it for 25. You never know. But the point is it can maintain a certain level of value because you can't just make a million copies of it. And even if you did copy it, the blockchain would say this is not one of the original 25 and then everybody would count it as a fake. So it's just like, you know, the Mona Lisa, for instance, there are other pictures of the Mona Lisa all around the world. The original is worth, I don't know, $70 million, something like that. But just because I walk into, you know, a TJ Maxx or a Marshall's and they just happen to have a copy printed on a canvas of the Mona Lisa, does that mean even though it's an exact replica of it that I'm able to turn around and sell that thing for millions of dollars. No, it's worth like 30 bucks. Why? Because it's not the original. 
And that's the entire point. It's about originality and it's about scarcity and it's about the supply and it's about demand. That's what essentially drives these things. And that's what makes the blockchain so cool. You can limit these things and pay all at the same time without any middlemen in there. So there you go. That's it. That is the crash course for beginners on blockchain, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. And listen, specifically when it comes to NFTs, you're going to be hearing about this all the time because companies like Nike are going to start doing this. Uh, that you know, this is already coming out. You will be able to get concert tickets, um, you know, with backstage passes to see people through NFTs. It's going to be crazy. Everything in their mother is going to be an NFT. If you play video games and you have a video game character and you buy a skin for that video game character that is an nft you bought quote unquote fashion on a some form of a blockchain and that is an nft okay so like i said these are going to become very common they're not super um uh, complicated on the front end you'll start to see more of them and hopefully this has been a great intro into what these things are